and welcome to Conversations with Sports Fans. I'm your host, Doug Hill, and in this episode, I'm happy to be joined by Hetty Eishai. Hetty is a Wisconsin native and retired educator who now lives and works in suburban Anchorage, Alaska, or NEA, Alaska. I'm anticipating plenty of Green Bay Packer talk with a healthy dose of Wisconsin Badgers and perhaps some Iditarod discussion mixed in for good measure. Regardless, I figure we'll learn what it's like to have an ownership stake in an NFL franchise today. Hetty, welcome to Conversations with Sports Fans. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we've, we've had a couple of folks who reside or, you know, live in Alaska on in the past, but we've not yet had our first female from Alaska. So I'm intrigued to to get this perspective on what life is like up there. But also, I know coming uh, from Wisconsin, I would imagine that we have some Wisconsin talk on on, on our on our docket today. So I'm excited for that, too. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> OK, well, speaking of Wisconsin, let's we dive right in. Um, what's one of your earliest memories of being a sports fan? Well, um, I grew up, it was just me and my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she raised me by herself. We grew up in Northern, I grew up in Northern Wisconsin. Uh, she worked quite a bit. Um, but the time that we were together, she tried to make as meaningful as possible. And I remember us having our own Super Bowl parties. She would find some cool new recipe to make. My mom wasn't a fabulous cook. So it would be like some kind of dip or, I remember when Tostitos first came out. That's how old I am. I, you know, they first came out and and then we would make some kind of cheese dip or whatever. And we would always watch the Super Bowl together. It was just like her and I. Um, and she really liked Joe Montana, but who didn't like Joe Montana, right? So she really liked Joe Montana. Um, she liked Theismann. And, you know, those two were in the Super Bowl pretty regularly when I was a kid. And I don't remember the game so much as just like the time that we spent watching it together. And we had this little tiny TV that we had in like the kitchen area mm-hmm. because we couldn't have food in other parts of the house. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Oh, you guys really um, know how to party. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, my family, I grew up in Wisconsin. We were, you know, you're born a Packer fan there. So like, it was always talk about Packers football and who was the coach and what was happening. And um, my mom liked sports a lot too. So like we, I, w- I was not an athletic student when I was in high school, but I did sport. Like I was a, I was a gymnast. I was a volleyball player. I was a cheerleader. We went to football games. I went to basketball games. Like, so we were active in sports. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one of my earliest memories is just Super Bowls with yeah. my mom and I little kitchen <laughs> with a little tiny tv yeah and i'm you know you you referenced montana and theisman so clearly your mom has a thing for joe's i guess but beyond that um yeah the, the packers were not at at the zenith um at that time they were not at their apex so um was it odd to you as as a born packer fan to have so much interest in this particular game or this event to not have the home team really ever participating in it? You know, not so much because the other thing I think about Packers fans is that, you know, like last night's game was pretty heartbreaking. I don't know if you followed that, but it was, you know, it was pretty heartbreaking, Mm -hmm. but Packers fans will latch on then to the next team. So we just like football as well. So, you know, I'm sure you know, there'll be a whole crew that's anti 49ers now and pro lions, right. Or depending on who comes out of it, they'll jump on whoever the NFC person is. So it's Packers fans like football and they like good football and they like exciting football. So IE, you know, Theismann and Montana, right. Cause you got exciting football. So it, it wasn't all that odd because it's just about, yeah, it's about your team and you love your team, but it's also about the game. So that's that's why I think mm-hmm. uh, when Bukowski was was playing for us, Magic, yep. he made Packer football exciting again, right? He made it exciting. He gets hurt, and then this upstart Favre starts. <laughs> well, and you know the rest is history. So, like, 
my humble opinion, I'm not speak. I can't speak for all Packers fans, but I would say we just like football. So, so it wasn't really, it's not, it wasn't really odd to me because yeah. just because there was somebody else in the Super Bowl doesn't mean we weren't going to cheer for football. Right. Sure. Well, and the Super Bowl is a cultural event. Um, I mean, there, I'm sure there are people every year that watch that and don't even watch it down a football the entire season. They're just tuning in Absolutely. for the halftime show and the commercials and all the other, you know, fold or all that goes with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you said Northern Wisconsin. So you're probably then I'm guessing close to the Minnesota border. Is that accurate? Um, that was still a couple of, I'm cent- central, North central. Okay. So um, near Tomahawk, Wausau, okay. that area. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to get a sense of, of that Vikings Packers rivalry. I've, I've heard a lot about it, oh. but, but someone who's from that neck of the woods as Al Roker might say, I would love to get your perspective on what that's like every year. Oh, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty intense. Um, there, there is definitely from, again, this is my perspective. Mm-hmm. The hatred runs deep for Vikings. The hatred runs deep for the bears. There's just a lot of pity for the lions right now. So, you know, I think that's might be why you're going to see some Packers fans latching onto that whole lions because, mm-hmm. you know, you, we, we can feel that we lived that for a while, right? We lived this whole drought, not as long as they have, but we did. Um, but no, the I think right now the Packers Vikings rivalry is probably the biggest, and it was pretty intense. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you a funny story. So back when, you know the the uh, when I was I was older, I was an adult at this point in time, and I had some very good friends that lived right on the border, River Falls area. Okay. Um, and my they would get up in the morning on Sunday, and they'd be like, "Hey." I think I'd like to go watch a football game and they'd get in their cars and they drive into Minneapolis and go to a Vikings game because there were always tickets. So the, and the tickets were not expensive. So that tells you a little bit about, you know, this would have been, wow, 25 years ago, right. When the Vikings really were not very good. And so they would just go, I don't know how cheap the tickets were. They were cheap. They would just go watch a game because it was fun to go to a stadium and watch. And they generally go to watch the other team, not the Vikings. And they were all Packers fans. So it was just, it was kind of like a, a dig, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Um, you referenced going to stadiums. Have you been to Lambeau? Presumably you, oh, yeah. you made it there yeah. a time or two. Um, what is oh, that yeah. experience like? It is pretty amazing. You make friends every time. Um, the last time I went, I met someone who knew my family. That's not unusual either. Um, you start talking to the season ticket holders around you or the people that have purchased tickets from season sick- ticket holders. Um, and you you know, you frequently will meet someone you know. Like I met someone who knew my family down in Lake Mills. The person, my cousin cut her hair. So like, you know, <laughs> um, it's always a party. It's always fun. Um, and it's, we have a friend up here that my husband and I have gotten to know very well, who is a Vikings fan. And um, actually this year, my husband and I and that friend went to the Thanksgiving Day game in Detroit. Oh, okay. Um, it's a long story. We were trying to get to a Vikings game. The dates didn't work. But then we just had this wild idea what if we went to the Thanksgiving day game? So we worked it all out. We went there. Well, who would have thought it was going to be one of the better games that day. (laughs) I went into it with no illusions. We were going to win and I'll be darned. We get to like the end of the third quarter. And I remember looking at my buddy going, I think we're going to win this game. (laughs) Yeah. It's still a little, that's still a little too soon for this uh, lions fan. So yeah, let's not dwell on Thanksgiving day this year too long. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, but Hey, look, (laughs) you are and look at where we are <laughs> i was well, gonna ask you for a lions fan i figured you might be <laughs> yeah well it's you know kind of forced upon you by the nfl because you live in this area and that's really the only feed you're going to get unless you're springing for one of the packages to to see all the games so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a lions fan but most lions fans will i think tell you that over the course of time they have adopted another team along the way to kind of have that backup because yeah. as, as you referenced there for years have been a lot of pity for the yeah. lions. So, you know, I would I typically latch on to whomever the, the hot team was at the time. Yeah. You know, I recall going through a phase when I was a dolphins fan and then I was kind of a Niners fan and then the Steelers for here and there, there would, you know, there you so, go. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you own this and love it and take it for all it's worth. Cause 
I I am hoping it you get you make it out of that game. Like I'm hoping for you because I'm not I'm not a Buccaneers fan. Never have been. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, certainly we would love, you know, it's been pretty heady around here, no pun intended, um, but it's been, it's been pretty exciting around this part of the country for the last, you know, week after winning a, the first playoff game in 32 years and, and advancing and having another home playoff game for the first time in history, yes. uh, two, having two in the same season. Um, and I, I can't imagine what a win um, in this game against Tampa Bay would look like in terms of the next week ahead of us, um, because it will well, just be, you know, the, the place will be on cloud nine and really yeah. Twitter pated and all the other adjectives you want to toss out. There. I mean, it's so, so exciting for you to ride that high. Like, I really hope you take it to Tampa yeah. Bay. You, you have, you have the ability to do it. Yeah. It's there. So anyway, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but back to Lambo, if we could, I, I've yeah, had the pleasure yeah. once I, I, I visited one time and it was pre renovation um, or pre okay. pre edition or what have you. And it was kind of rainy. It was a September game. So it was, you know, kind of, and it was the lions were playing and they were getting smoked by the, by the Packers. So it was a, a uh -huh. miserable time, but it was still nice to be there. Um, I wondered, have you been there both pre-edition and post-edition and what the difference is from the fan perspective in, in terms of being at Lambeau? So, yes, I have. And it hasn't honestly changed much for me because we, we have a routine when we go there. Um, <clears throat> our, the parking spot that we always use hasn't changed. Okay. So I still take the same route there. I still have the same parking spot. Mine, that hasn't gone away. Um, I still walk the same route to the game. There's still the same. We come on the we park and come up the side of the stadium where none of the renovations are. Okay. So honestly, I haven't seen a lot of the renovations because I've spent a lot of time on the other side of the stadium. So I, my goal next year, our goal next year is to go again um, with our friend who's a Vikings fan and get to a Vikings game at Lambeau and to experience that whole new renovation side. We, I feel, you know, Packers fans might like, oh my God, I can't believe you haven't. But I just, we haven't done that yet. So to me, it's still kind of the same. Um, it's still just amazing. The tailgating is amazing. The people are amazing. It's all just, it's all just great. It looks really cool. Like, I think the ice skating rink looks great. I think the slide looks great. I think it all looks fabulous. Just, I haven't experienced it yet, so. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you aren't by chance a shareholder, are you? I know that's a thing, too. Well, I was going to bring down my stock certificate to show you, but I realized that this is not videotaped. So, yeah. but yes, I am. You are. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when, when did you... Uh claim your ownership stake how long has that been now so i was a little late to this game because i was kind of hoping my husband might buy me some for christmas one year <laughs> years back when they first opened it up and he didn't so i had to get the second round okay <laughs> he thought it was a little weird he's like i thought i'd just let you do that i'm like okay you're fine it's fine so yes i am but it was only it was just with the the last round that they opened it up because um I, uh, I, like I said, I thought my husband was going to buy me some and he didn't. <laughs> Understood. Um, is that, I, I know it's, you know, certainly not common, uh, to have a, a public, uh, entity such as that, but is it, I, I know that you don't necessarily have a lot of day-to-day -day operating rights and things, but is it still kind of a, a, a neat experience to say and, and walk around and say that you're a part owner of an NFL franchise? Oh my gosh. It's, it's, is really cool. And it is like, it is a source of pride. It is something that everybody who has stock, I am an owner. I'm an owner of this team. You get an invitation to the, to the meeting every year. Like you can attend the meeting. I like half thought about going last year, but I was like, okay, that is foolishness. Hetty. That is just foolishness. Um, but you know, you can, you get all of the information. They send you this big packet about the meeting and how to get there and like how to re anyway it's just it is kind of a cool thing it's you know it is oh it's fun to be a fan of a team that really and truly does belong to the people of wisconsin and no other team can say that and it, it just comes with a whole 
you know, I know friends who are Patriots fans. I have friends who are Frisco fans. I have friends who are Seattle fans. And, you know, that honestly ebbs and flows with them a little bit over time. Like they like really good friend of mine who's a Patriots fan. He hasn't talked about football in two years. I never stopped talking about football and I never will stop talking about football as it relates to the Packers, because you just feel a different sense of belonging, of being part of a thing. And I think you feel that when you get there too, like I've talked to many people who have gone to Lambeau field for a game and they talk about how great it is to go to Lambeau field and how welcoming Packers fans are. And I've been to games where we've lost and sat by opposing teams. I've been to, opposing teams fans and I've been to games where we won and sat by opposing teams fans. Everybody has a good time. Doesn't matter. So my favorite game was the San Francisco game when we, the year we went to the Super Bowl. Uh, We had a, a person staying with us from New Jersey who was a Giants fan and he was with us for staying with us because he was working in Wisconsin and needed a place to live. So we stayed at our house longer, but you know, long story short. And so we're like, we got to get you to a game. So we got him to this game and it was the game that we sat in at one of the end zones and we were up a bit, but it was the game where Donald driver like shedded like eight receivers to run into the end zone where that we were in. And it was amazing. And we had San Francisco fans sitting around us and they kept showing the replay on the on the jumbotron mm-hmm. and we were counting that pretty soon the entire stadium is counting one <laughs> two three four and all the san francisco fans were co- were counting with us like they were like it it almost turned into like they were cheering for the packers you know people were buying each other beer and it was it was really great this kid had a fabulous time just had an amazing time and he now like he was texting me last night i actually have a text from him right now on my phone talking about the game from last night he's like honey i'm so sorry i was cheering for them so it's like you you become a a convert almost you know at times too they become your second team if you go to the field if you go to lambo so no it was i mean it was a a very worthwhile experience a long drive from my home totally worthwhile to be there even though we sat in in a, a rain shower the entire day um, and my lasting memory, of course, is is you kind of pull up and you're in this like neighborhood, basically. And then yeah. there's yeah. a stadium and you park on somebody's front lawn and you open your door and all you smell is like cooking sausages and, and beer. It's like, oh, yep. this is fabulous. And then you people, you know walk um, a couple blocks and, and you're at the game and you have a great time. Uh, people could use the revenue from parking to pay their mortgages, you know, like oh, yeah. to pay. Like It's just, you know, yeah. It's, it's a completely, completely different experience. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. that every person who is a football pay- fan should experience, really. Yeah, so. I, I, I agree. I, I hope to get back there um, again, and I would love to get there for a Vikings game just to see what that energy level and vibe is like and maybe, yeah. maybe a less civil um, crowd because certainly the, the Lions – they they had us tamed from the from the jump, so there was never <laughs> never uh, never a concern about any uh, upsets there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So um, we we I think we've we've covered the Packers pretty well. Did, yeah, did yeah. you end up at one of the state's universities? Where did you go to UW or you at Marquette? Where would you go? I did. I was a bad. I am a Badger. Okay. So what, I what, yeah. What was that like? That was amazing because. Barry Alvarez was hired in 90. Now I graduated in, wow, why can I not remember this? I graduated in December of 91, but I got to, we were, I was a student and went to to games during the kind of the beginning of mm-hmm. Alvarez's tenure and the start of the hype. Now they didn't get to their first Rose Bowl with him until after I graduated, but that didn't matter. I still felt like I was part of that whole thing. Right. Yeah. So um, we went to football games. We went to hockey games. Basketball wasn't as big back then. It wasn't until um, Bennett was hired that that started to take a turn. And I was out of, out of college by then. Yeah. Basketball wasn't as big of a thing when I was there, but that university and regardless of, winning or losing people again loved their football and those football Saturdays were also something you know well 
I imagine college football is great everywhere, but we also had a winning tradition, you know, went to the Rose Bowl back in, you know, the 60s. I actually had a friend in high school whose dad was on that team in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so people knew it was there. And the hiring of Alvarez was like this. We can do it now. We've got it. This guy's going to come in. He's going to save us. And guess what? He did. So like it was the beginning of the momentum. Um, but college football Saturdays, there are just great. I've been back to two games at at Camp Randall since I've been up here. Um, and I really would like to get back to another one because that's another really fabulous environment is, yeah. is Camp Randall and Madison during a Badger football game. I can imagine. Who who did you uh, who have you gone back to see them play? Has it been notable notable games or just a game just to get back to to campus on was, a Saturday? It was just a game. Yeah. I cannot remember the other one, but I Purdue was one, and we squeaked by that one. I still have the ticket stub, so it's hanging on my bulletin board up in my yeah. office. So it we we almost didn't win, um, uh, but we did we did we squeaked by with a win, and it was a while ago, like yeah. okay. 15 years ago no not 15 years ago that's not right because i've only been up here for 12 but it was a while ago um maybe maybe it was the first year i was up here i went back or the second year so um so it's been a while i need to get back yeah and you referenced um hockey we don't talk a lot about college hockey on this podcast because not a lot of folks have a college hockey perspective but i would love to hear what what that was like um as a student especially in in the college hockey scene i if i recall the the hockey team played in an old barn at the time as well not unlike the um the field house for for basketball it was similar in nature i think for that for the hockey right well it was out at the coliseum so if you were a student and you wanted to get to the game you had we had to get on buses so they would pick us up on campus and they would take us out to the coliseum which was across town Mm-hmm. So, well, not, a, yeah, I guess across town, it was on the east side campus is obviously downtown. So you'd get on these buses. So you start the uproar right away, right? <laughs> well, you're all this bus together. Um, you get off, you get to the Coliseum. And um, yeah, it was an old, old facility. I, I think it's still there. I don't know. It's been a while. But yeah, that was that was different being okay, going to being in the student section at a football game is great. Being in the student section at a hockey game, they have some of the best chants on the planet. Some of them I cannot repeat on this podcast. So um, just amazing. It was so much fun. And the hockey team tend to perform a little bit better at that time than the than football team did. So that mm-hmm. was also fun. Um, we, my husband and I then later on, after we were married and living and working in Wisconsin, we got season hockey tickets. Uh for a period of time. So we would leave, we, we lived in Fond du Lac, we would leave Fond du Lac and drive on Friday nights. We had a little routine. We'd drive to, to Madison. We had a similar, a parking spot we'd park in downtown. We'd go to the plaza mm-hmm. for a plaza burger and some beers. And then we'd walk down to the Kohl Center, go to the hockey game, we'd go back to our car and drive. And we stayed at a place um, out on the east side that would make it easy for us to get back home in the morning. But then we'd always go to Barnes and Noble on the Saturday and then we'd come home. So <laughs> that was a lot of fun. We did that for, we did that for a couple of years. And then we finally had to give them up when we were, there was a period of time that many of your people, if you are interviewing teachers will be familiar with mm, in yes. 2011, where things got a little tight for us as teachers and yeah. uh, we had to give up some things. So uh, understood. So that was kind of sad, but that was a really good time too. Um, and then I moved up here and when UAA, University of Alaska Anchorage, mm-hmm. they have a hockey team. Mm-hmm. They were still in the same conference as the Badgers. And then the Badgers came up here and played, I think my first or second year up here. So I wore my Badger gear to the UAA hockey game up here. So yeah, hockey's a big part. My husband probably likes hockey a little bit more than he likes football. And so um, we try to get to like, we've kind of adopted the Kraken up here. Oh and yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The, the Kraken and some people are Knights fans as well up here. So you have kind of a mix of Kraken and, and Seattle Kraken and Vegas mm-hmm. Knights fans. We've been to a Kraken game. We're going to try to go down to a Vegas Knights game at some point in time. And then there's little, there's um, a minor, minor, minor league up here, internal league. Mm-hmm. They also play Wisconsin teams though, because we went to one of their games when they were playing, 
the I think it was like the herd, the Wisconsin herd. Um, it's a little minor, minor, minor league hockey. It's the Wolverines up here, and they were playing the Wisconsin herd. So we try to get to a hockey game, little hockey games up here too. So yeah, that's nice. That's that's yeah. I, I recall from my limited time in in Alaska that um, hockey was was a pretty big to do. You needed something to do on some of those cold winter nights. That's for sure. It and, is. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering if I could shift a little bit to something else. I'm yeah, not. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but another thing I'm not sure that a lot of people are aware of, unless you're big into baseball, is Alaska is also um, known for its summer baseball leagues. Mm -hmm. A lot of kids who are are potential prospects in Major League Baseball come to Alaska to play in the summer. It's like a big thing. Um, We have a Fairbanks team. A team that's up in the in the valley, we call it the Matanuska Sasitna Valley. We have two teams in Anchorage, and they come up and they play, um, you know, league baseball up here. We've had some big names. Now you're going to ask me who they are, and I'm not going to be able to tell you. And if my buddy Carl was here, he'd be mad at me because he's told me. But there's some big names that have come up here to play their summer league ball. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, so, once upon a time Barry Bonds played up there, and that, Aaron yes. Judge, Aaron Judge yes, played for the Glacier Pilots. Right. I know. Yeah. That's right. Yes, Aaron yeah. Judge. Um, and so we will try to get ourselves to some summer league baseball games too, because you never know when we're going to be able to say we watched that kid play. <laughs> so, yeah. sports is a fairly significant part of our lives. My husband's a runner. He's a skier. He's a pretty good runner. He's pretty good skier um and so i don't run i cheer but i do ski i'm not as good as him <laughs> gotcha gotcha um I, I before we we leave madison completely i seem yeah. to recall a conversation that i had with a mutual friend of ours previously uh kathy uh kohler that oh, yes. I, I think you even have gone on the road with the badgers at least a time or two can you yes. talk about some of those experiences for us? So, actually, I've only gone on the road with the Badgers once, and okay. it was with my dear friend, Kathy. Yeah. Um, it was, I believe, my first or second year up here. Wisconsin was playing Alabama in Jerry World uh, <laughs> down in, down in uh, Texas. Yeah. And she and I were like, why don't we meet and go to the game? And we did, and it was a lot of fun. So we met, she drove over from Arkansas, as you know, she's a big Razorbacks fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, she drove over from Arkansas. It was actually supposed to be with another friend of ours. There were supposed to be three of us that were going to go. We'd all met. Um, we were all on the National Education Association Board of Directors together. And it was Sheila who was the big Bama fan. And so all three of us were going to go. We were going to meet. And then Sheila got ill, unfortunately, and wasn't able to join us. But we still got the tickets and we went. Um, that was also an experience. Those Bama fans, I'm telling you, they are something. Um, we did not come out on the correct end of that game, but it was certainly fun to be there and to just be part of that whole experience. Although I will say that's a stadium that when I think about that stadium compared to being in the, in Ford field, I mm-hmm. much prefer Ford field. When they say there isn't a bad seat in Ford Field, there is not a bad seat in Ford Field. I felt like wherever we sat, we had a good view of the game. We could see things yeah. like it's a good stadium. That AT&T, sta- that stadium down there, I think it's AT&T Stadium, right? Yep, it is. It's it's really, really big. And like some of the seats, you really need binoculars to watch the game. <laughs> and so, yes, they have that big jumbotron and that's helpful. Um but it, it, it's not Detroit. I really, I enjoyed Ford field much better. Mm-hmm. Clearly enjoyed Lambeau better. It's yeah. not a stadium I'd like to go to too frequently personally, sure. but, okay. um, but yeah, that was a great time. Uh, one, on one of these years, I want to get to uh, a Badger bowl game when they're away. I would like to, I would like to do that. So I haven't gone to a bowl game yet, but that away game was a lot of fun. She and I nice. had a good time. That's good. I'm happy to hear it. And it probably let you appreciate the recent Packer victory in Dallas a little more oh because my. you were familiar with the environment that they were playing in, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it did make me appreciate it. Yeah. That was, you know, anytime the Packers can beat the Cowboys, it's great. Anytime anybody can beat the Cowboys, it's great. Pretty much. 
pretty much. I think that, that's unless you're a cowboy fan, that probably is a universal truth right there. Yes. I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you touched on baseball in terms of Alaska baseball. Was there any uh, brewer time as a, as a, yeah. you know, uh, as a Wisconsinite? Did you get over to oh, any yeah. games there? Oh yeah. So uh, when I was in school every year, the eighth graders took a trip to a brewer game and that was at County stadium. So that was great. We went down, I, I was there um, as a, like I said, as an eighth grader, mm-hmm. you know, I went more as an adult than I did as a kid. I think that, you know, live sporting events, even though I think they're more expensive now, they were a little bit out of maybe the price range of what my mom could afford for us to go to sure. with all the expense. Mm-hmm. So that school event was great. And then as an adult, I've been to, I was at County stadium. I was at um, Miller park too. Now it's American family, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember that seventh grade year watching the brewers on TV in the world series, lose that game. Ah, ah, killed us. Rally fingers, Robin Yao, Paul Molitor. I remember my seventh grade teacher at the time was a huge brewers fan. And we watched that game. He and one of my best friends' father were were good friends. So we watched that in the basement of their house with my seventh grade teacher. <laughs> um, and he was devastated. Yeah. <laughs> devastated. That was the, the the beer series, right? That was against St. Louis, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was good. And then, however, I do have a, a an interesting story that I wanted to make sure that I told you because I think this is really kind of an interesting. This tells you a little bit about my mom too. So, my mother grew up in Wisconsin. Well, yes. So she, that's I'm sorry. She grew up in Duluth, mm-hmm. but she lived the majority of her life in Wisconsin. She she um so she's more connected to Wisconsin than she is Minnesota. It was just Duluth. She went to high school there. It's where her family moved. Um, she, she was little in Hayward, but then moved there when she was in high school. So in Wisconsin, she lived down in the Waterloo area and, um, 1958 world series, Milwaukee Braves. There was a ticket floating around Waterloo that nobody wanted. Like it was a single ticket to that last, that game seven and nobody wanted it. So she took it. She drove herself down to County stadium, went to the game Unfortunately, they lost to the Yankees in that game seven, but she got to see game seven of the 1958 World Series. I still have the ticket. It's upstairs in my office. It's framed. And, yeah, uh, I would hope so. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's definitely a keepsake there. Yeah, it's uh, I just want to make sure I mentioned that because that's probably one of the coolest things. As my mom got older and her health was failing and she got dementia, that was one story she told anybody who asked her. Yeah. Any conversation she'd have, she'd find a way to bring it back to how she got to go to that game. So that's yeah, pretty, yeah. that's pretty, that's pretty De- cool. Definitely a core memory. It sounds like, yeah, that's, yeah. and I'm, I'm happy yeah. that, that she had that experience. And yeah. um, just to give us perspective, you, you mentioned a town, I think, was it Waterloo? I think how, yeah. how yeah. far is Waterloo to Milwaukee? Oh, not far at all. Okay. It would have been probably at that time, maybe a, couple hour drive because you know we're talking about different kinds of roads yeah, you know yeah, sure probably a couple hours at that point that's so not... still not around the corner for a uh, a single female to venture into the big city to see a baseball well, game but, yeah but that was my mom that's what she did she uh, was like nobody's gonna take this ticket i'm taking this ticket i'm going that's kind of <laughs> her attitude about life was you know if someone told her she couldn't do it that was pretty much guaranteed she was going to do it yeah so <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's a great, great because story. I'm sure she was told at the time, well, you can't go, you can't drive. And that probably was like, well, heck yeah, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, you eventually wind up um, in the Anchorage, Alaska area. Uh, yeah. What has that been like in terms of you've already touched on some of the sports fan opportunities there. You've got summer baseball, mm-hmm. you've got some hockey. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know um Typically, folks that move to Alaska take with them the allegiances to their former hometown teams, which it sounds like you have. You've adopted the You've adopted the Kraken. Um, yep. Do you have, are you, you have an affinity for other Seattle teams at all, or has it, is it very monogamous with uh, Wisconsin at this point? Uh, it's pretty much Wisconsin. Yeah. I, uh, there's a, 
up here you find a hodgepodge of people and a hodgepodge of teams just because of how people come up here. The military brings people up here and that brings with it a hodgepodge of fans, right? But you do have a large majority of Seahawks fans and there uh, there is a pretty big chunk of 49ers and Raiders fans up here too. Hmm. But I think if you were to ask second to Seahawks is Packers. Um, that's my that's that's my uh, my take on it mm-hmm. having been up here for the time i've been up here you see a lot of packer stuff stickers on vehicles um there's a packers bar that i when i was up here by myself i would go to that bar made a lot of new friends to watch the games um and so yeah i'm not i'm not a seahawks fan and my husband always thought that was weird he's like well but russell wilson was from wisconsin i'm like yeah yeah, but no, <laughs> nope, nope, can't do it. I am not a Pete Carroll fan, so well, you don't have him to kick around anymore. That's good, right? That's right, that's right. Yeah, um, and that's another thing. My like the Seahawks fans up here were also pretty obnoxious, Ooh. just just obnoxious, and you know, you need a little humility, so like. <laughs> I mean, we have a pretty storied franchise with Packers, but I'm not going to go around like flaunting my, I don't know. They were just pretty obnoxious. So fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. Any Uh, of my colleagues now who are on the fantasy football league with me, who I send this podcast to and they listen to, I'm going to get a little grief for that one, but well, (laughs) we've got, there is an off season coming up. So perhaps they will have forgotten about this by that point next year. Okay. We'll see. Um, Again, in the Anchorage area, every year, sometime in early March, I believe, there is this uh, pretty noteworthy um, dog race that occurs. I think a oh, sled yeah. dog race that happens. Um, I was, in my limited year of experience up there, I never never got down to see the start of the Iditarod. Have you had the uh, pleasure? I, I assume it's a pleasure to see it. Well, what Absolutely. is that experience like? I have gone every year to the start of the uh, ceremonial start of the mm. Iditarod since I've been here. I've not missed a year. It is pretty amazing. It is, um, what can I, what can I compare it to? I don't know if I can compare it to anything because it is so unique and so different. There's great energy. They shut down almost all. So fourth Avenue is completely shut down and the side streets off of fourth Avenue are shut down in years where we've had low snow, they bring in snow and dump it on the street so that they can start and run their sleds through town and run them on the trails. Um, like everybody knows it's Iditarod day. Like it's a thing. I am, I, <laughs> my colleague of mine who's worked with another organization and here on the same organization together, they scheduled a meeting for March 2nd this year. And I'm like, um, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. It's Iditarod weekend and Iditarod day. I will not be at that meeting. I'm sorry. So either you move it or you may not have a quorum because it's a thing um every like most people go down families go down you go down um what we do is we start downtown on fourth avenue and we will watch a few of the mushrooms start you listen to some of the you know dignitaries or whatever mm-hmm. uh, do their their thing and then we'll watch a few of the first sled start you take your pictures you watch the dogs and you cheer and you wave and then we go down to the trail and we cheer from the trail and people do what's called trail gating. And so they'll bring their coolers and their grills and their beverages and they stand along the trail and they cheer the mushers on as they go by. There's a big group called trail gate. Actually, that's an official group okay. and they get a permit to have this big thing that happens on the side of the trail and they're um, they like, build a big snow bar they had a d-day last year we were down for trailgate um a couple of my colleagues that i work with are some of the originators of that um and it it's a blast there are thousands of people down there we tell all of our friends if you like winter sports and you like the snow come up here in march Right around the time of I did around, the snow is great up here at that time. Mm-hmm. The weather is great because the sun's starting to come back. So you get these beautiful sunny days with great snow where you can ski 
and you can be outside, you can snowshoe, you can hike, and watch the ceremonial start of the Iditarod at the same time. So um, it is, it's really, it's really pretty cool. It's a, it's a big thing up here. It's a, it is a great sport in a sport. It is, it is amazing to see what these people do. And I, I feel compelled to talk a little bit about this because I think it gets a bad rap for abusing the animals and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. That is absolutely 100% not true. These mushers care about these dogs sometimes more than they care about themselves. The care that is given to these animals and how they are treated is amazing. And these dogs are bred to run and this is what they want to do. And you see it firsthand how excited yeah. they are. They have to have teams of seven and eight people to hold these dogs back once they're in their harnesses because they want to go. It is, it's actually, it's beautiful to watch. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. My similar experience would be, I was in Fairbanks the year that the um, Yukon quest uh, right. trail run started in Fairbanks. That goes back and forth between Whitehorse and, and yep. Fairbanks where it would start. And I remember being downtown for that. And it's not as grand, I suppose, as, as what the Iditarod was, but I just recall the dogs just all this cacophony of barking going on because yes. they're all so excited they see yeah. the sled out they know that they're going to get hooked in you got dogs who are a little nervous and like some of us do when we're nervous we might have some you know digestive issues in one way oh, or the yeah. other and they're all oh, fired yeah. up and ready to go and then you just see them bolting out of the out of the shoots to to get started it really is an incredible um visual and, and i tend to agree that that the the mushers, um, you know, sometimes to a fault, are probably caring for the dogs more so than themselves, especially out of the trail, because those dogs are cared for a lot more than the mushers themselves are cared for. At least initially, they make sure that they get bedded down and get what they need yeah. before the mushers oh, do yeah. anything. Well, and you know, people hear this word, they drop a dog. I feel <laughs> yeah. like I need to clarify what that means too. That doesn't mean they just let it go. It means that they realize the dog has either lost its energy, it's not doing well, somehow it hurt a paw, it did something, mm -hmm. and they, they've they had it checked by a vet, and they believe it's in the best interest of them, of that dog, to send it back to the handlers back in Anchorage, and they will take care of the dog until the team finishes. So it's, yeah. it's not like they just cut it loose and it runs away. It means that for the welfare of the animal, they've decided this dog's done for this race. Yeah. So... So it's, um, it's really neat. And we follow it like every oh, year yeah. Yeah. public radio. Well, you know, public radio every morning has an Iditarod update who's in the lead and what happened and blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Have, uh, this comes out of left field perhaps, but have you ever had any inkling to fly up to Nome to be there for the end? I know it doesn't end this quite the same way it starts. They trickle mm -hmm. in, but right. I would have to imagine there's a little bit of a, party environment in Nome too as the mushers begin to come in oh absolutely and yes we have talked about that but we never think about it at the right time because <laughs> the time you have to think about it is not a month before the Iditarod no. start it is the minute the first musher crosses the finish line is when you call to try to get your hotel reservation and book your flights so or it is a year before like this year on March, whatever would be going calling for the next year, not the next year, but the year after. Yeah. 26. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, we have talked same friend of ours who is a big football fan, the Vikings fan. The three of us have talked about going up to Nome. We just have never like made the commitment to do it. So one of these years we have to do it. I had a colleague who went up a couple of years ago. She's best friends with the woman who makes the, the flowers that go around the necks of the dogs and the mushers who win. Mm -hmm. And so she went up with her friend to watch the finish and said it was amazing and said, we need to get up there. So, you know, That's... yeah, we, it is on our list. We just haven't gotten there yet. Well, and you mentioned the list. I, I tend to always get to the list at some point. Mm -hmm. what, what else is out there for, for Hetty Eyeshide to try and get to and oh, see? I would like to get to a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. does, it have, to... does it have to include the Vikings? Or not the Vikings. I'm sorry, the Packers. Oh, shame on demerits for for the host. Apologies. That's okay. That's okay. Um, you know, I was just about to say I would really like it to be the Packers, but my husband and I have talked about you know sometime we should just try to get to one. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't know. And I should tell my husband, it's, there's a little bit of a rivalry in this house this year that popped up this year because my husband is an Iowa state grad. And so we have now sort of, well, I shouldn't say we, he is a little 49ers fan because of that Mr. Brock Purdy. Yeah. So under his Packers jersey yesterday, he was wearing a 49ers sweatshirt. So I think he might have jinxed the game. But anyway, uh, um, so he's all about sometime we should, tr- you know, what if the 49ers go to the Super Bowl? We could go. So I would just like to get to a Super Bowl. My preference is for it to be the Packers. But, you know, if the opportunity presents itself and it's not, I think I'd still like to go. Yeah. Um, and other things, I've been to Bucks games back when they were not really good <laughs> <laughs> or were mediocre. Yeah. Um, now that they're, you know, we have Giannis. I'm also, I've been, I started to follow basketball a little bit more now that we're a little bit better. Um, you know, getting to some kind of NBA finals game, I think would be kind of a cool thing too. Basketball hasn't, hasn't, it's not a sport I follow a ton. I don't know as much about it as I do you know, football and hockey, but that would be kind of fun. Going to a world series game would be kind of fun. You know, I actually, I'd like to get to the Olympics sometime in my lifetime too. You know, watching that great, fabulous, mm-hmm. those athletes are amazing. in some of those sports, you know, that would be fun. We've had friends that have gone to the Olympics and said, it's absolutely 100% worth it. Yeah. So, you know, coming, coming from Wisconsin, living in Anchorage, would I presuppose that perhaps that's more of a winter Olympics or does it not matter? Any Olympiad would do. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, because it, uh, my husband, who's a runner has yeah, also oh, got yeah. to watching track and field a little bit. So, and I'm, I've learned quite a bit about some of the different races. I still have not, you know, I can't really speak to a lot of it, but he's kind of keyed me into some of those. He's a distance runner. And so, I've, I've now kind of tuned into watching the 400, okay. which is, as I understand it, one of the most difficult races for a runner because of the length and how you have to just really watch your speed because you can't go out too fast because it's just long enough that you can die at the end if you go out too fast. So, you know, not, um, not literally we, we, oh, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah. I know, no one has actually <laughs> died at the end of the no, 400 no. meter, but I no. get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So, so winter and or summer you know to watch um track and field or you know the summer basketball or you know and and some of those unique sports like water polo would be cool to watch you know something like that but also the cross-country skiing you know we gotta we have a we have an olympian that lives here in anchorage my husband got his picture taken with her last year keegan randall she now runs the nordic ski association up here and she signed his he um placed last year at the tour of Anchorage in his age group oh, and nice. um, she signed his medal. So that's, uh, you know, we feel like that was, that was one of the coolest experiences of his life for sure. Um, Cause she's, she's a superstar up here. Yeah. Uh, and that his ski last year is kind of a funny story too. I could tell you that he, uh, he got moose. He was, uh, he was on the best ski of his life and he got stopped by a moose for two minutes and it killed his record. He was going to beat his record. He beat his last his last previous record by eight minutes. He had that good of a ski. Mm-hmm. The moose made it. So he might have beat his record by 10 minutes, but he got moose on the trail. So <laughs> only, only in yeah. certain parts of the world is that yeah. a thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I, I've taken to asking this question as well uh, to my guests. And, mm-hmm. and that would be if you could get into a time machine and go back in time to any event um whether it be one that you had yourself actually attended or just one that you would like to go back and, and be present for is there something that you would like to to go back in time for well i would not be a packers fan if i did not say the nfl championship of 1967 the ice bowl I, if i did not like then i'm not truly a packers fan that would have been amazing to see i think um another thing that really I think would have been, and I don't think I would have known it at the time, mm-hmm. but I certainly know it now watching Jesse Owens in the 1936 Olympics. I guess maybe people knew it at the time. I don't know because I wasn't there. I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't read any firsthand accounts of that, but 
just the you know just the 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 significance of that particular event is pretty powerful and i think it would have been great to have seen that again like i don't know if i would have known the significance at the time but it certainly was a moment in time for yeah. sure no i recently blogged about my top 10 that i like to go back in time for and that made the list i just yeah. you know the circumstances that were going on there at that time with him and his performance and and you know the the myth and legend and everything that went back and forth yes. on did did hitler leave in, intentionally what did yes. he stay was there an yes. acknowledgement and all the other stuff it just i'm fascinated yeah. by history i'm fascinated by sports and that is a yes. perfect confluence between the two Absolutely. Um, presumably you're Absolutely. going back to the ice bowl with today's technology so you could have on the warming vests and all the other stuff right <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. just going back to sit in uh, the, okay. yeah yeah that would that'd be great although you know I don't know. Maybe you needed to experience it like that. I'm not sure, but uh, that would definitely be one. Those are the uh, when you asked that, like when you asked me to think about that question, yeah. those two popped up almost immediately. Um, yeah. There are probably others. If I thought about it, I could, you know, I could, uh, I could come up with others. But those yeah. two are the most significant, I think. Fantastic. Hey, thank you so much for your time. This has been great. Yeah, this has really been enjoyable. Thank you for um, inviting me on and letting me share a little bit of my love of sports. We appreciate it. Thanks again, Hetty. Yeah. Conversations with Sports Fans is a production of The Sports Fan Project. Our theme music is, fittingly, entitled Wooden Championships by Lobo Loco. Please visit our website at thesportsfanproject.com for more information and to contact us. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with other sports fans you know and invite them to give it a listen.